this out. Okay, welcome. Welcome back to the Foundation Podcast. This is our third um, podcast, or I would say part two of the second one. Am I saved really? Part two, I guess we'll just call it that. Am I saved really? And um, and we're talking about salvation. We're we're uh, our our this month. We're all talking about salvation. And uh, if you're not saved, you're not going to heaven. So that's just the way it is. And uh, it's, 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 it's really important to a, a believer and to a person to be saved and uh, if they're going to make heaven their home. And, um, and Pastor Paul's here with me, uh, or with us again today. Hello, Pastor Paul. Hey, good to be back with you. Okay. Well, great. And um, we're going to go back to Matthew 7, where we were before, and uh, read some of these verses here and read some, which I say this can be kind of scary. Because uh, in or eye opening or um, what's the word? I, I don't know. Uh, I guess eye opening is a good uh, way to say it. But um, Pastor Paul, I'm going to ask you. Go ahead. Let's say a prayer and let's pray, and then we're going to get into that uh, into those scripture verses. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that we can uh, be here again, and uh, and hopefully, what we want is we want to speak into people's lives. We realize that there'll be those that listen to this podcast, and and it's a very good chance that some that listen to this don't know you. Well, we want them to know you. You want them to know you. And I pray, God, as we look at the scripture here in Matthew 7, and as we get into that verse 15 and, and beyond, Lord, there is a warning that was given there. Uh, help us to understand what that means. Help us to be able to explain it. Um, and, uh, and and so bless this podcast today, and may it glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And uh, but before we jump into the scripture, I do wanted to say we were just looking at kind of uh, when we we just started the podcast just relatively um, just short time ago, uh, put out that first podcast, and I was looking, I was saying, well, there's somebody that actually downloaded this thing in Belgium, uh, Brussels, Belgium. And you, you see, which it kind of goes to show, I think God was showing me that you, you need to put it out there and it, it doesn't always happen the way that you think that it's going to or where people are going to be uh, pulling it down. Somebody in Brussels could have pulled this down and gotten saved and gave their heart to the Lord. I mean, that is what it's all about. And if we get one person saved in Brussels or wherever, I mean, that's great. That's awesome, and we uh, we uh, and uh, I just want to kind of uh, put a note out to the audience is that if you have questions, if you have concerns, I don't care if you want to tell us that we're doing bad, we need to do better, whatever you want to say, I want you to go to the site. It says Steve at feet on the rock dot org. 
That's the email address, steve at feetontherock.org. Or go look at our website. It's called www.feetontherock.org. And there's a contact form there if you want to just put your name or whatever in there and send us a message. Go ahead and do that so we know that you're listening. Or if you have questions, we can kind of bring those and discuss those on uh, on the podcast, on the future podcast. But okay, uh, enough uh, commercializing there. And let's let's go ahead and get into Matthew chapter 7. Today Now, what we read last week was, uh, and we're reading again out of the New American Standard Bible, 1995 edition, Uh, it says, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. Now, I'm going to go on to verse 15 here. It says, Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Now, this is a beware. So when God says beware, we need to beware. Now, I'm going to drop down now and read these other couple of verses here in verse 21. It says this, Jesus was talking to his disciples and he said this, he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now, I I don't know if there's a scarier image to when you get to the end, to the finish line, you're standing before God, and he looks at you and said, depart from me, I never knew you. There's only one place you're going, and that's not to heaven, it's to hell. And the the thing that is scary and the thing, and they say how can someone who is who uh prophesies in your name who casts out devils who's performing miracles all that type of thing and and he says well you he they, well we, didn't we do this in your name and do this in your name and then he says no i never knew you i never knew you that to me, you know, uh, and uh, and Pastor Paul, I'm going to ask you. Um, that to me kind of points when it says prophesying your name, casting out demons, performing miracles. That would be somebody, you know. Not every Christian really is active doing that. No. But what 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 do you think? Who do you think that he's talking about here? Well, I. I think he's talking about the false prophets, but in other words, they're the ones that are coming in there saying, Lord, Lord, they're the ones prophesying, they're casting out demons, and there's no indication that this is fake mm-hmm. uh, and that they are performing miracles. So, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, and I do have a lot of Baptist friends, so this is not a slide on that. No. But these are not sensationist. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, he's not talking to people who... Uh, that that have a limited view of what the spirit's work is in the world today. Uh, these are, you can call them Pentecostal, charismatic, you can call them whatever you want to, but 
he's obviously speaking toward that end and and you know and uh but but the but the thing that that we have to think about in our own life is we'll say well i'm not a prophet i'm not a pastor i'm not a you know, I'm not a, a teacher. I don't have to worry about that. Well, no, that's not necessarily true. Uh, because, you know, if we follow someone we should not follow, and that's why Jesus said, beware. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and we're following someone that's not following God. Well, then we might be one of those people that say, Lord, Lord. And the Lord says to us, I never knew you. Yeah. And and, and, and we don't, we, we would not want that to happen to anyone. Um, and you know, and so when we, we look at these scriptures, I mean, what is Jesus talking about? He's talking about deception. Yeah. Deception. And what is deception? I believe something in, in this context, I believe something about God and his word. That's mm. not true. I, and that's what it is. I may believe it's true, but it's not. Okay. And another way to say it is no one who's truly deceived knows it. Yeah. Because if you know that you're going the wrong way, that's just rebellion. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, 100%. I mean, you yeah. know, if you say you don't care what God says, I'm just going to do it, that is rebellion. And that, I mean, that that's very obvious. But here, in you know, you said in, in verse 15, and let me just read that again. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Now, when I think of false prophet, my mind goes back, and I'm not sure if everybody, some of the, some may be too young to remember this, but if you go back in history, I remember uh, Jim Jones. Yes. Jim Jones, and from what my understanding is, Jim Jones was an Assemblies of God, I think, was he Assemblies of God? I believe it was. I believe it was. Uh, an Assemblies of God minister who started off, I would hope, in the right way, yeah. but ended up becoming a false prophet, false teaching. But then he had all these followers. And then uh, as the story goes and as the, we know what happened in the news and what had happened is that they went over to Guyana and they built a community there. It was a, a commune or whatever you want to call it. And all the people followed him. And when, when it finally came down to the end of the story, he, he had all of them drink poisonous Kool-Aid and they all died there in the jungle there in Guyana. There was over 900 people that committed mass suicide at that particular point. Now, the thing is today, is, and, and I think your point is this, and it was good that we were talking about, is that, okay, that false prophet, I don't think Jim Jones is, is uh, I really don't see the evidence that he would be in heaven today. I, I doubt very seriously. No. And, but then again, and then when you're saying following somebody who has false teaching like that, what about those 900 people? Yeah. And there we go. You know, uh, the, the passage in first Timothy four, one, and that's where Paul, uh, writing Timothy, he's left him there at Ephesus and, uh, and he's over the church there. And he says, you know, the Holy spirit explicitly says in the latter times, Mm -hmm. So I believe those are our times. Sure. He said that people will pay attention uh, to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. And so, you know, rather than, you know, get on, on that part, that word pay attention is uh, prosecco, yeah. is the Greek word. And that's where we get a word echo from. And you think about what, what is he saying there? Someone that gives you a doctrine of a demon. In other words, it's seducing. It's, 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 it sounds true. And, and one of the things I learned when I was in Bible college, 
a hundred years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, I remember what our a teacher talked to us about what heresy is. And he said, you're a false doctrine. He said, it's about 90% true. Mm-hmm. But the 10% of it that's not is what corrupts everything else. Yeah. There's a twisting of it, a twisting of scripture. Mm-hmm. And that's how people get off. But but on that sense right there, what how how does it how does this stuff happen? Well, if you if you hear something that is false, and, and, and let's say it's about God's word, and let's give an example here. And this would and this is and I realize this touches on a lot of people, so we're not trying to just be ugly to anybody. No, but but right. this is one that everybody can relate to. Sure. And uh, and if you start talking about someone that Let's just say, well, you know, I'm 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 gay. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whether it's the woman or the man. I'm gay. You know, and and uh, and 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 they say, well, you know, God made me this way, and 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 all of a sudden they start taking scriptures and redefining them. In other words, yeah. they put their own interpretation on it, mm-hmm. and they misrepresent it. And I know I've listened to some of these people. And they can be very convincing, oh yeah, because they use that emotion and they get all into that. Yeah. And, and and this is what happens: other people hear that. Yes. And what do they do? They tell other people, mm-hmm. "Hey, it's okay to be gay and Christian." Yeah, and, and so they spread else, that word. Yeah, they spread pro, that whatever yeah. that uh, doctrine is. Yeah, prosecco. It and just becomes an echo. It and becomes enough an people echo. say it. Yeah. Then it must be true. Yeah. Well, you know, and and we talked about this earlier, not on the podcast, but no. but you know, the ideal about how to study my Bible, how to know what this really means, yeah. and, and I think that's and, and important. And it is, it is really important. I do believe it is so important to know how to study the Bible. You cannot just get you know, and and I think a lot of preachers, and I'm not saying particulars, but a lot of preachers. Or people, they lead them to Christ, and then they say, well, go find a church. There you go. Uh, Read your Bible. There you go. Well, then I guess I've done my part, and I've done my duty. But that's not true. You have not done your duty. Jesus said, and that was his commandment, was to go and make disciples of all nations. And if we are not following through with teaching people how to properly read the Bible, how to properly interpret the Bible, and, uh, and I had a discussion with somebody the other day. So, well, you can't take everything literally that's in a, well, okay. You have to understand if, if Jesus, if the, the book of the, or the Bible itself is a historical document, as well as it speaks to what God is speaking to us in, our, in the way that what we should do and the way we should act in our lives and our morality and all that. I happen to believe, and we'll talk about this later, in verbal plenary inspiration, which means that every word, if you look in the original manuscripts, God put those words where he wanted them to be. Yes, he did. And, uh, but at the same time, and, and I, I wanted to speak to the thing, when, when, when the Bible says you shall not, in this, this particular uh, subject of, uh, say, homosexuality or whatever, but you see, here's the thing with homosexuality. We start, you know, and we or we we could really just kind of focus in on that, but sin is sin. Yes, sin will separate you from God, no matter what it is. I mean, a man who lies with a man that is sin. Yes, that's what the Bible says, and I believe is Leviticus. Leviticus eighteen. Yes, but also a man who lays with somebody else's wife. A sin is a sin. Yes. 
So really, if you sin, you are separated from God. And uh, I had the uh, discussion with somebody the other day as a saying that, well, you know, we get after people in the world and the, these people have no, uh, they have no desire to follow God. They don't want to follow God. They, they're, not, they're not saved. They've never been saved. Uh, or maybe they have, they turned away from God. I don't know. But they don't want to follow God. And you say, well, what, they're sinners. Yeah. And what, do, what does a sinner do? He Sin. sins. Yes. Okay. And so um, you're saying, well, well, what if he does this or that? Or what? Well, the sinner, what's going to separate that man or woman who is a sinner that does not want to have anything to do with God, what is going to send them to hell? It's going to be their rejection of Jesus Christ. Yes. Not all the sins they did, because they're a sinner. That's what they do. Yeah. And, what you know, I'm thinking about what Paul, writing to the Corinthians, and he said, what do... He was talking about them, you know, judging what, you know, uh, I guess outsiders or whatever. He said, what do I have to do with what happens outside mm -hmm. the church? You know, in, in that sense of the Corinthian church. Yeah. He said, I'm going to take care of what's inside. Yeah. See, people are going to sin. Sure. I, I don't know why people get disturbed about that. Whether we're talking about some of the uh, BLM marches and, uh, and burning and robbing places. Yeah. That's what sinful people do. Yeah. Or if it's whether we're talking about, uh, you know, people who get drunk all the time or, or whatever, we're, you know, that's what people do. And, and But I don't think that's what Jesus is talking about here. No. He's talking about what goes on that says this is a church, this is a kingdom, yeah. this is right, this is holy. And, uh, and he said beware. Beware of it. Beware yeah. of it. And so, you know, what I'm more concerned about as a pastor is trying to watch over anything that I think uh, would affect the congregation, you know. And, yeah. and let me let me give you an example. This mm -hmm. this would be a good example. Um, and uh, there's a, a famous preacher. I'm not going to say his name because that's not the the point. Probably, if anyone's watching this podcast, they may know who I'm talking about anyway. But sure, uh, one of the famous pre uh, preachers got up on television. And, um, and, um, and, and I, I didn't see it on television. I saw it on a, on a YouTube video mm -hmm. on a, their television. They put it on a YouTube bill and, uh, and, and he was preaching a message and it was about, and he said that, and this is a big church. This is not a little church. Yeah. And he said that we need to unhitch from the old Testament. Oh, and, I'm like, and I'm like, okay, did you fall off a cherry cart and bump your head? <laughs> and, uh, and by the way, he got called up on it. Oh, by sure a number of people, including Dr. Michael Brown. Sure. Um, and he kind of tried to fish his way out of that. But mm -hmm. but how irresponsible would that be? I, and I'm not trying to criticize this guy, but that is a doctrine of a demon. Yeah. You know, and, and that goes back to another concept of, of studying the Bible, mm -hmm. understanding what we're talking about. And, and then even, and I try to do this in, in the church here at River of Life. Yeah. Uh, but I think people need to know something about church history. They need to know something about uh, e even history of the early church. And, uh, and those are things that anyone can find out. 
Yeah. I mean, the great thing about Google is that you can find, you can find out. A, oh, a lot of stuff. You might find out a bunch of stuff you don't want to know either. But yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm you, sure. Yeah. I mean, these are not unknowable things. Mm -hmm. You don't have to. Like Steve and I, we went to Bible college. We did all that 100 years ago. But yeah. but you don't have to do that to, 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 to understand you this. Re you really don't. In fact, uh, I wish I had all the tools a, now that I had in 1984. That would have yeah. been great. You know? Sure. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's when you had to type on a typewriter and you know, yeah, and, those and do old all those ancient kind of machines things. there. Uh, yeah. And if you miss one word, you got to tear it up, start all over again. If you don't got a right spell check deal for a, you remember those little uh, anyway? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we'll have people in the audience have no clue what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but 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 what I'm saying is that you know just the ridiculous nature of uh, of that statement. Um, and when, and especially when Jesus said, beware, because no matter what you think about that minister, he was a false prophet at that moment. Yes. He was speaking something that was false. That's right. I don't care what the motive of his heart was. I don't, that's between him and God. I'm just, I can look at the fruit. Mm -hmm. I can look at the fruit of what he but, said and know that that's wrong. Yeah. But as a Christian though, as, as I say, if I'm a newborn Christian and I haven't really, I've maybe I've read some Bible, right? I've, I, you know, and I've gotten to some church. But as a newborn Christian, I, I think it, it is imperative that I don't listen to that kind of stuff or I don't follow that. So how, as a Christian, am I supposed to not follow? Well, there, there again, going to a Bible-believing church yeah. is a, 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 a benefit and a blessing. So not just any old church. No. When you say, well, just go find a church. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and I used to say, well, you mean go to an Assembly of God church? Well, I can tell you that we had an Assembly of God church here four years ago mm -hmm. uh, that that was, you know, somewhere south of, of, of Austin. And I won't give the name of the church. That was an Assembly of God church, Assembly of God minister. And they ended up leaving the Assembly of God because the pastor of the board once again, we're not trying to pick on anybody, mm -hmm. but what they said was we're going to affirm same-sex marriage. Mm -hmm. And so they pulled out. So for me to tell you, you can just go to any Assembly of God church, well, that might be... Yeah. No, and I, and I, you know, one of the things you can do, which is so nice today, uh, most churches have a web page. Yes. They have sermons, either audio or video. On mm -hmm. You can check things out. And find out, but one of the but one of the, the the biggest things you can do beyond that that that's big. You need to have a church where you can have fellowship and people can speak into your life. If you're going the wrong way, they can say, "Hey, I need to talk to you." You know, you got wrong belief systems. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, that's one of the ways to get that stuff corrected. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and then by doing that, then you know, but the, the the thing that you need to do above all of that, and this is personal. Is you need to get a Bible, and, and, and I, when I say a Bible, let's back up here again. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about just any old Bible. I mean, yeah. uh, that that makes a difference because there are translations or thought for a thought. Yeah. I, as far as you can, as I'm concerned, you can take all those translations and burn them in the fire. They're worthless. Yeah, you want word for word. Word for and when word. you're word for word, you're talking about the New American Standard. You're talking about the King James. You're mm -hmm. talking about the New King James. You're talking about the ESV. Yes. That's where this. Those Bible. Does. By the way, that's where it ends. Yeah. The NIV. I'm not saying it's horrible, but it is a word for thought. Yeah. I okay. don't. I don't like stuff like well, that. Well, we we have Bibles that are out there that are, and there's two different words I'll bring out. One is an interpretation 
One is a um, translation. Yes. Yeah, or like a paraphrase. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, th- what are we talking about? Living Bible, the Passion Translation, mm-hmm. the NLT. I mean, well, the NLT is not a paraphrase, but it's not much better than that. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, in like a King James, you know, we of course we were oh, all of us grew up with uh, yes. the King James version. Well, if it's good enough, uh, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, for good enough for Paul's <laughs> eyes. Yeah, but um, the, the the thing is, is that yeah, and so um, we we need to be careful what we listen to, who we follow, what church we attend. You see, there is more, more. There's more to it than just find a church, just read a Bible, just. You know, you have to understand more, and that the way we do that, and that's through discipleship, and uh, and uh, that's why it's so important to well, to well, get th- into this is another way to look at it. Yeah. If a believer could know everything that he needed or she needed to know mm-hmm. just on their own, then why would God give apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers as a gift to the church? Yeah. I mean, why would he do that? Why, I mean, why, they're, they're given they're for dead, a reason yeah. to equip people to do works of service. And mm-hmm. I mean, how do they do that? Well, they do that by providing a place where people can come and they can hear the word of God. It doesn't just have to be the pastor that's doing it. But I mean, you know, if you go to the Church of Jerusalem, there were numerous people that were speaking yeah. uh, at that point. But but so but but the issue there is, you know, beware. And uh, and what's notice he said they they come to you in sheep's clothing but enter the ravenous wolves mm-hmm. and uh, and when someone is uh, trying to well and once again I don't want to get into motive because I don't know the hearts of people but when you get a minister of the gospel doesn't matter if it's on television in a local church it doesn't matter where it's at and they are saying something about God. And his word that is false. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what it is now. Yeah. Let's just a real big broad brush right here. It's just false. Yeah. And uh, they're not they're not going to be coming at you like Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. It's I mean that's the radical side. That's the radical kind. But yeah, they're not easy to spot, and they're not easy to spot if you don't know mm-hmm. what God said in His Word. Yeah. And, uh, and and the best advice I've, get, I've given people in church, you know, it's amazing. Uh, and and I'll, I'll say this about, you know, spirit-filled people because, you know, we're a Pentecostal church. Um, we're not a, you know, when I say Pentecostal, symbolism of God. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, you know, I, I, I've noticed this all my life that when you're talking about spirit-filled Pentecostal people, Sometimes we can be the weirdest people in the world. Yeah, the weirder and, the uh, better. And, and then, you know, and I, I thank God for the gifts of the Spirit. <laughs> I believe in raising your hands. Sure. Uh, you know, I don't have any problem with it. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, people will sit there and come up with the strangest ways of interpreting Scripture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just kind of like, well, what's God saying? They'll flip their Bible over. Yep. Well, there it is. You know, and, uh, and that is absolutely not the way we read our Bible. And I always tell everybody, you know, it's really, really simple. If you're going to study the, let's say you've never really uh, looked at Genesis in your life. I mean, you know, you've just, I mean, you know it's there and you've heard people talk about it, but you've never studied Genesis. Yeah. And you say, well, I want to do that. Well, we don't start in the sixth chapter or the 20th or the no. 50th. No. No, we start in chapter one. Chapter one. Yeah. And we start reading it in a context. I said, if you were going to read a novel, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, you wouldn't start in the middle of the novel. No. You would start, if, if you'd never read it before, you'd start at the beginning. Now, once you get familiar with Scripture, yeah, you can start in other places once you've got a good grasp of what it's talking about. But if you don't, you may draw a wrong conclusion about a passage of Scripture, and it may not make any difference in the long run, but what if it does? Yeah. What if it's something that's really, really important? Well, And we get a wrong view about something, and um, and it starts leading us in a way that it leads us away from God rather than to Him. Yeah, and that would be dangerous. And so, the, yeah, it's very important. And like we had, we had talked about, as as and uh, y'all need to keep um, keep listening to these podcasts because we're going to bring out we're going to get into a subject about how to properly interpret the Bible and how to properly read the Bible. This is so much. This is like the basics of Christianity. These are the basics of being a Christian is reading the Bible. Well, fine. Uh, you told me to read the Bible. How do, how do I properly do it so I can make sure that I'm getting it right? And the Bible says that the, the Holy Spirit will open up and, and, and lead you into all truth. That's what the, the scripture says. But at the same time as you're doing that, you know, like Pastor was saying, you need to be able to read this the the read it within context. That's a big one right there. Within context. You can't just take a piece here and a piece there and make some sort of a doctrine. And I guarantee you that there are doctrines out there and certain particular things that even the Christian church likes to follow and write books about and everything else that have been brought about by this type of interpretation of the Bible, and uh, we, we, we need to know how to do it properly. And that's one of the reasons why it's so important to go to a church that you know God planted you in, a Bible-believing church, Yeah. so that when you do have questions, and you, maybe you don't understand something, and you don't want to go to Google to figure it out. I mean, you want to, <laughs> you know, you, you got people in the church that, that are mature in their walk with the Lord, or, uh, uh, or maybe you want to go talk to someone on the pastoral staff, or the pastor, whatever, mm-hmm. and... Uh, and that's what we do. I always tell people, if you got any questions, if you need, if you can't find somebody here to answer it, come talk to me. I mean, I'll be glad to sit down with you. And I have, I've sat down with a lot of people, mm-hmm. and we've just discussed certain things. And uh, and and one of the, you know, and this probably nobody's paying for me for this. I want to make it very clear. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons I like the New American Standard above almost any translation. <coughs> is because when you're reading it, if, if an Old Testament passage is being quoted, mm-hmm. it will uh, it will put it in capital. I mean, it just stands out like a sore thumb. And one of the advantages there is that, oh, I'll go back to that Old Testament passage and see how what that says, and then I can see how it was applied in the New Testament. And, and that's a way to sort of, uh, you know, it's neat, you know. And... Uh, and, and just a little tidbit, and we can talk about this another time, but there's over there's right about 300 quotations of the Old Testament in the New Testament. Yeah. That is from the Gospels all the way. So, so that, 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 that pastor is saying, uh, unhitch yourself yeah. from the Old Testament. I mean, he... And, uh, and by the way, he's very educated. Yeah. Uh, very well-trained. And I don't, like I said, I don't know why he said that. It makes no sense to me. Um, well, and, uh, normally when... when if, if you're trying to support some sort of what you're saying, um, it's kind of kind of like, well, yeah, that was all done away with in the uh, fr- in the New Testament. It did away with everything out of the Old Testament. So, and it, it could be utilized to support a doctrine that they want to try to say is okay. 
Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not. I'm not going to get into it. I, I, I have about two in mind, but uh, it, it's true. So if you you start negating things out of the Bible, then then you could probably you know create your own little doctrine oh, yeah. or support something that you really feel that you want to do. And, and we'll talk about that. Uh, like I said, in future, it's very, very important. So let's let's uh, let's wrap up this verse here because we're running to the end here. And he says, "Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter." Um, many will say to me on that day, "Lord, didn't we not prophesy?" And as they go, we go down this, and I'm going to read the whole thing. And he said, "They, they never knew you." So, Pastor, what you're saying, and I, I believe this is, is, is good, that the false prophets that you're supposed to be aware of, these individuals who are spewing false doctrine out into uh, to others and uh, preaching them to others and leading them to others, and those that take that doctrine and spread it around, that false doctrine and spread it around. We've got to be aware of what we're listening to, who we're listening to, and what we are telling others. Um, you know, if, if I don't feel like I'm an expert or if I'm, I'm knowledgeable in a particular area, I surely am not going to go tell somebody else uh, about it or try to tell them how to, that they should do it or how they should live their life or what have you. Uh, there's a lot of passages that Jesus said, and judge not that you be not judged, for with the same judgment you judge, you, uh, you know, you'll be judged as well. So the thing is, is that we have got to watch what we say to others, we got to watch who we're listening to and be careful. So it, it's really important there. So, well, Pastor, thank you for uh, for being with us. Uh, we're going to, as we talked before, I'm going to have you back. We're going to be talking about um, Bible interpretation, how to properly read the Bible, how to, uh, to go about, uh, you know, when you're reading in there, you know, uh, you know, how to interpret it. And it's really important. You know, I remember, and I was, as I was telling you earlier, as, as ministers and as we were going through our, our Christian education back in Bible college, we, there was an entire course yes. on biblical, her, they call it hermeneutics. hermeneutics yeah. And that, that is the art and science of biblical interpretation. In other words, we were to, had to go through a whole entire course on how to properly interpret now, and, you know, and also to make mention of this, hermeneutics, I mean, especially for all the, you know, kind of the science techie type people and like mm -hmm. that, hermeneutics is a science. I mean, you, you know, and it's a science involved in interpreting the Bible. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and so, you know, for, for some people that might not make, make much, you know, sense to them, but, but really there is a method, if you would rather use that, on sure. how to understand the scripture. And, uh, and the neat thing about it is it's not that hard. Yeah. It really isn't that hard. It isn't that hard, it's but just, there's, you, you, you have know, to know. You've you got to know how to approach it. Yeah. And once again, you know, if you're going to read the Bible, read the Bible like you'd read another. If you're reading a mystery novel mm -hmm. or you're, you're reading it, some kind of self-help book, whatever, on how to build cabinets, you know, where do you start? In the beginning, okay? The beginning, yeah. And you look at what it says and what it means. And when you, know, you approach your Bible like that, um, you know, uh, that, that is, that'll that help a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, in a, a couple of th thoughts here, and I'll close with this. Number one, 
if we as ministers had to go through an entire course on how to interpret the Bible, why are we not passing that same methodology or whatever you want to call it to our people in the church and to those who are being discipled? That, that's a very, very good, good question. And I can honestly say this before God. I have done my very best with that <laughs> for yeah. over three decades, almost four. And I've even, I remember even when I was a young man pastoring in Blanco, I took the, the I said, I'm going to teach all of you how to study your Bible. Mm-hmm. And I did it on a Wednesday night, and I went through Philippians. And we started the first chapter, first verse, yeah. and we went through it. And, and I showed them how you know, how to properly study. I've been doing this for years, and uh, but you know what? I am a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. That's not happening everywhere. Yeah, well, it's not. It's, it, not. it's not, and I, I, like for the sake of time, there there's a lot of reasons why things things have changed, and that they need to get back. Um, and like I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this the last time or on one of the podcasts. Um, there's a group, one of the, my favorite groups. They're no longer together, but they call uh, for him a Christian group. They sang a song, uh, "Get Back to the Basics of Life." We need to get back to the basics, and that's what all foundations is, and that's why we have this foundations podcast. Is that we need to get back to the basics um, with with our people, and even those who have say, "Well, I've been ten years as a Christian, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> but I still don't know how to read my Bible properly." We need to help those people get yes. back to the basics. Yeah, just the simple basics. Just the simple and, basics. And, you know, the thing don't complicate it. It doesn't need to be complicated. Yeah, and uh, you know, you were talking about the foundation right there. You know, the the very next verse, starting verse twenty-four, talks about foundation. The foundation: who builds on the sand, or who builds on the rock? And the rock is uh, that they hear God's word and they do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's important on how to study Bible because you don't, if you don't know what God said, you can't build on a rock. No, you can't. Yeah. So, okay. Well, great. so let me see the other thought. I had two thoughts there, and I was going to try to get at that second thought about uh, why. But it is very important that you do read the Bible and that you do. Uh, and we're going to bring that out and properly read things uh, in the Word of God. And uh, we're going to, as we continue on with our podcast, we're going to we're going to bring all of these things out. We're going back to the basics. And uh, that's that's the purpose of these podcasts. So I tell you what, why don't you, Pastor, could you pray? Pray for the people out there. Pray for us. Pray for uh, what we've talked about here as we close this okay. morning. Well, Heavenly Father, we come again in Jesus' name. And, and, and we want to thank you for the opportunity we have. We want to thank you for that person in Belgium uh, there in Brussels that was listening to this. Bless them, Lord. And, and others that are listening to this. and uh, but, but Lord, what we want more than anything else is that we want people to hear what we're saying, not because we're saying it, Mm-mm. but because we believe what we're talking about here is something that's very, very important. People need to have a solid foundation. Obviously, uh, that foundation starts with an encounter with Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God uh, drawing us to Him. We, do the, we hear the Word of God uh, and, and there's conviction in our life and we come to the a saving knowledge of Jesus that he is a, the way, the truth, and the life and, uh, and, and really is the only way. That's why that gate is, 
is small and the, and the way is narrow. That's because he's the only way to get to the Father. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so, Lord, that's where everything starts, Lord. Uh, but then there is an area of discipleship. We should grow in our faith. We should mature in our walk with God. We need to be in a good church. We need to, we need to have a Bible that we can understand, but yet on the other hand, it, it's a, it's a, it's a Bible. It's mm-hmm. a real Bible. There's all kinds of Bibles we could waste our time buying, but, uh, but, but Lord, I pray God that we would, we would just simply, uh, that you would lead us by the Holy Spirit on those matters and, uh, and, and, and bless everyone that, that's, that's listening to this right now. And if they don't know you, if they really, if they have doubts about that, and, uh, and, and Lord, I would just encourage them uh, to uh, just just pray right where they're at and just say, Lord, forgive me. I, you know, I, 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 forgive me of my sins. I want to know you and, and, and just to believe. And you said it's for the heart man believes to righteousness. Mm-hmm. And Lord, they just believe that Jesus, your Lord, and that you were raised from the dead the third day and you are seated at your Father's right hand. And, uh, and may that happen in their life. That, may they have an encounter with you right now. Yes. And uh, because that's what all of this is about. And, uh, and so I ask all those things and a blessing over this podcast. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All righty. Well, we will be back. Uh, well, uh, in our next podcast, we'll be uh, moving right along. Where we've been talking about salvation for, what, about three podcasts here. And uh, we're wrapping up. We're going to be moving into... Uh, um, other aspects of foundational teaching and about uh, uh, how we should go. And Pastor Paul, um, will you come back? Yes. Yeah, I would okay. love to come back. Yeah, we'd like to bring you in, and we're gonna we're gonna be uh, talking about uh, biblical about interpretation and how to properly read your Bible. That's so important. Yes, it so is so important. Um, so, alrighty. Well, thank you all. Uh, God bless you, and we will see. We will. Uh, Talk to you in the next broadcast. God bless. Bye-bye.